This podcast is presented by All Copy Products, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Learn more at allcopyproducts.com. To the 15, to the 10, Murray's going to score, touchdown! Welcome to the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. One-handed catch and a touchdown! DeAndre Hopkins! The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by Arizona Cardinals Podcast. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcast. Here we go. This is it. Caught by Kirk at the 20, at the 10, touchdown! Oh, baby. How's that feel? Here's Craig Grealoux, Mike Jurecki, and three-time Pro Bowler Kyle Vandenbosch. Three weeks into training camp, gentlemen, and I think we've reached the point where it's good that there's a preseason game later this week. Now, we can argue the merits of preseason football, but I do feel like this helps break up the monotony of camp, although that's just me as the media member. Kyle, you played the game you endured two a days it's not like it is now but preseason did not have it a year ago but it is back and i do think there's a sense of welcome back almost that people are looking forward to it at least i know the young players are i don't know about maybe some of the eight nine ten year vets around the league yeah well everybody looks forward to it um any opportunity to break up the grind break up the monotony of training camp uh the first preseason game always signaled a return to normalcy for the players um, you start to get into a somewhat normal I mean even though you'll still be in training camp when you come back a somewhat normal game week where you start to break down film of opponents you start to prepare for opponents and um, and, and you know probably more than anything you get an opportunity to compete against new people you kind of get tired of going against the same guys every day and you get an opportunity to see what you got um, against another team when you look at the roster right now and, you know, Cliff hasn't announced what the starters are going to be, but what would you like to see from the offense and defense? And, it, you know, if they go on a nice long drive, maybe get them out of there. But what would you like to see from the starters? Um, efficiency, especially on offense. Um, you want to see them move the ball. Um, you want to see them execute. You want to see, um, you know, a clean game, not, not mistakes, no penalties. Um, on defense, I'm hoping they get – uh, a little bit of action against that first offense because it's it's a glimpse of what this team will see week one and week two where you have a powerful running back and a strong running game and you have a talented receiving core. So you can see you know how some of the defenses you might use, even though they're probably not going to show everything, but see how some of the things you might use in week one against the Titans or week two against Minnesota. Um, you can see how some of those things will work <clears throat> and you can kind of toy with them a little bit. Week for the preseason opener on Friday, the Dallas Cowboys, the opponents at State Farm Stadium. 7 p.m. is the kickoff, and the Cardinals will see the Cowboys later on during the regular season, but uh, a lot of time will have passed between this Friday and then Sunday, January 2nd in the regular season. But Kyle, you brought up the efficiency on the offense and then the new faces on that offense, and specifically the center position. Rodney Hudson, which I've maintained is the biggest acquisition, whether that's a signing, a trade, uh, or a claim that Hudson is going to have perhaps the biggest impact on this team, specifically in the offense and his relationship with Kyler Murray. But now we get to see it, and maybe it is only for a drive. And it might not be more than that, a handful of plays, but that chemistry between quarterback and center is vital. It's absolutely vital. Um, You know, 
it's it's another set of eyes. It's a player that has seen every defense, has seen every scheme, different types of personnel packages. Um, so Kyler's not back there pre-snap trying to figure out where the blitz is coming from, trying to figure out um, what he needs to do. You've got a center that knows, a center that's smart. Um, and to me, one of the big things he's going to bring, um, I don't know if you remember late in the season, you start to see teams take this kind of – it's like a bizarre pass rush plan, um, and it was kind of outside of the box. New England would just get pushed up the middle and then just get their hands up. Uh, Miami came here and did the same thing where it was it – was, they were not really trying to get in the backfield and get a sack. They were just try, trying to create a wall, get that push up the middle because we're not dealing with a quarterback, you know, with all of his ability. He's not a 6'6", stand-in-the-pocket type of quarterback. So they were trying to get guys in his face. Now you've got a center that's not only smart, that not only has ability, he's got size too and he's strong. He can keep that rush at the line of scrimmage where Kyler can stay in the pocket and deliver the ball. And he's smart, MJ. I mean, we've talked a lot about as far as, you know, the Pro Bowls, the metrics, pro football focus and how he ranks amongst the centers around the league and then the fact that he was not penalized at all last season and has just four penalties over the last three seasons total and penalty something that we talked a lot about the coaches have brought up every single day got to cut down on the number of penalties yeah and when sean coogler was uh, announced as running game coordinator that's one of the things he addressed with the media they got to get better on the offensive line and in in particular the interior and so um you know they went out and tried to get a a free agent signing and Corey lindsley and he ended up signing with the chargers and then he thought maybe alex mack and he went to the niners his relationship with kyle shanahan and so here, Cardinals make a trade for him, and it's like they hit a home run, so to speak, and we're going to hear from Sean Kugler and his thoughts. But I think he's going to settle things down. If they can create that U and they give Kyler a second or two, he can step up in the pocket and start making those throws over the uh, the middle of the field. Well, you referenced him, Sean Kugler, the offensive line coordinator or offensive line coach, run game coordinator, Coach Kugs, on what Hudson brings to the Arizona Cardinals. You know, he's an outstanding leader. You know, he's a football junkie. He's always asking uh, millions of questions. He always wants to watch extra film. He wants to have the right answer on everything. He fits right in in the room. The guys love him. Um, he's, a, he's an ultra competitor. And uh, to have a guy of that caliber at, at the center position, uh, you know, with Kyler behind him, I think is uh, really going to be a next step for our team. And Kugler, MJ, made it very clear from the beginning of the offseason and then brought it up recently over this past weekend that they wanted to upgrade the center position and that was something that they looked at and then to a certain extent the Hudson acquisition kind of fell into their lap because you know he was an Oakland Raider he was their uh, they're they're on their team and then all of a sudden the thought that you know the news that he was gonna get released and they're like wait a second let's see what we can do to get this guy on our team yeah, within 24 hours, the Cardinals were on the phone and, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs had some interest and Steve knew that this was a priority when you talk about physicality and leadership and it's a huge upgrade. Nothing against Mason Cole. I did think they missed Aku Shipley, who was kind of the glue of the of the defense and I think it was important that Kyler start off with the veteran center but they were hoping that Cole would hold up and that wasn't the case. So, yeah, I mean, they definitely upgraded that and, and now, now you're seeing Josh Jones get some reps at right, right guard. Calvin Beach started all 16 games last year um, and then you look at Justin Pugh and then DJ Humphreys they feel good about their top eight or nine guys and going into the, the, the preseason more on the Hudson acquisition here's the head coach Cliff Kingsbury we did not expect him to become available 
going into it. And when he was, we, we were thrilled with his experience having a young quarterback uh, to have a veteran center like that who's played in the games he's played, played at the level he's played at. We, we thought it was a home run for us. Kyle, you brought up the rush that Kyler Murray was experiencing in the back half of the last season, and there was just a lot of pressure in his face. But if you have that interior of the offensive line beginning with the center position and then on either side, left guard, right guard, and to what MJ was talking about, being able to step up in the pocket and maintain control of the football, let maybe give the wide receivers a little bit more time to get open. I think that might be something that we didn't see a lot of this year, but hopefully this season. Yeah, absolutely. Having a clean pocket um, for Kyler would be it'd be a huge asset to this team, and and not only you know having that room up the middle on pass protection. Um, you know, just from what I've seen from the limited amount of practice I've seen, um, this offense is running the ball well in between the tackles. Last year, um, really over the last couple of years, you know, it's been a lot of a lot of sweeps, a lot of jet sweeps, and that's been a big part of the run game. But to have the ability to have some runs hit north-south, to pick up three yards when you need three yards, um, that's that's another thing that he's going to help bring to this offense. You'll see a change in the type of run play that this offense can run. Now, you got a chance to watch practice today, and you like their run game approach when they came in individual drills in some 7-on-7 on or 11-on-11? Yeah, they looked uh, – I thought the offense, especially early on in practice, looked really sharp, broke some runs, um, some runs that you know maybe might not look – great to the fans that were here today but you know those three four five yard runs especially early in a game um, those accumulate and take their toll on the defense and really just keep keeps you on schedule so you're not in second and nine and you don't get in third and six you kind of just stay on schedule if you can get in second five second six it, you have the whole playbook available for you and then if some of those run plays early on the game don't amount to much, you go back to them in the second half, fourth quarter because you maybe you've made an adjustment or you're looking to set something up. And that's, again, something the fans don't understand all the time. It's like, oh, why do you keep running that play? Well, pay attention to the fourth quarter because we're running this to set up that. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, again, um, perhaps what this what this team has lacked at times over the last couple of years is a really effective four minute offense when you um, you're trying to protect the lead with two three minutes left in the game and and you just need to get the chains moving you don't need that home run hitter you don't need you know to pick up 15 yards you just need to pick up the first down and keep the clock running and and try to walk away with the win so physicality and leadership a couple of things that general manager steve kime touched on was his emphasis this offseason as far as to improve the team while they certainly have that with hudson as the center and in the leadership as well he does not say much at least to us but he is a calming influence in that off of line room and on the football field. Here's Justin Pugh. Going through the offseason, he hanging out and just getting to know the type of man he is. He's he's awesome. We all know what he can do on the football field, but the integrity, it's almost like uh, he's going to get mad at me for like a Chris Paul type of addition where you bring in a guy with that veteran leadership who, who, who knows how to how to do things right off the field and it, it you know trickles onto the field. Well, if the Arizona Cardinals can do what the Phoenix Suns did in one year's time with the addition of one single player, MJ, I'm sure everyone will take that here with the Arizona Cardinals in 2021. Well, I mean, I, I think he's, uh, you know, obviously using the parallel there and we know how much Chris Paul meant to the Suns uh, and along those lines, I mean, I, I think J.J. Watt had the same 
same impact on and off the field. But, the, you know, Pugh said it, and I agree with it where, you know, you see the instant leadership. Um, like you said, he doesn't say a whole lot, and he's physical at the point of attack, and that's something the Cardinals been lacking at that center position. Humphreys brought up something from the red and white practice, Kyle, on it was two-minute situation, and things got a little hectic, and it was Hudson who kind of guided everyone back in a straight line and focused everyone on what they were able to do, and he brought up the recall of a Rodney Hudson as far as what he's able to get out of the team, and I think that's another aspect that is going to help the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, just the more veteran leadership um, that can steady the ship in times like that, and you know, one other thing we haven't really touched on is throughout his career, he's shown durability and availability, and when he is that guy, um, you know, God forbid something would happen, he'd be out of the lineup, it would be difficult to replace, but he has shown he is available and will be there on Sundays every yeah, week. that might be the most important thing right there. We continue as the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Tight end Max Williams will join us on the other side as we come to you from State Farm Stadium, Cardinals training camp, powered by Cox, right here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. Goal at the four. Two tight ends to the right. Snap to Murray. And he pulls it back. Throws to the left to Max Williams. Caught. And he's into the end zone for the touchdown. Welcome back. Max Williams, such a key guy for this Cardinal team in the passing game and in the run game. And the Cardinals, after that great run by Kyler Murray on third and nine, get into the end zone. Week nine against the Miami Dolphins, Max Williams. Yes, it was good to have him back on the field a year ago, and he is back with the Arizona Cardinals here in 2021 and joins us right now here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Max, appreciate you joining us for a couple of minutes today. Thanks for having me, guys. Before we get into what Pash was alluding to on that highlight call as far as the impact that you have on this offense, the most important question that we have for you is the mustache. Is it still (laughs) in effect and how does it look? I actually just cleaned it up our last off day. I got home. I had to make a business decision, so I, you know, shaved it down, got the mustache right, and might even go for the twirl on one of these preseason games. I don't know. I'm still feeling it out. All right, a little handlebar action, you think? No, no, I'm thinking the nice twirly twirl all the way feeling up, old school style. I love it. You're really diving into this. Uh, (laughs) Now, has it gone over well at home with the family and the friends? Oh, yeah, everyone's loving it. It's one of those things, the tight end room we talked about and said, hey, it's camp, it's a new year, let's have some fun, and uh, let's change it up a little bit. All right, well, new year for you. You're a third season with the Cardinals, but just what we alluded to off the top as far as the impact you and this tight end specifically can have on this offense. How much of a factor do you think you guys can have with Kyler Murray and company? You know, I'm going to say the same thing I've been saying all along. We're just going to be problem solvers. Whatever uh, coach asks us every day to do, we're going to go out there and do it to our best of ability. Obviously, I got utmost confidence in myself and our room to go out there and execute whatever Kyler wants us to do and coach puts us in that situation. So we're going to go out there every day, work hard, and be problem solvers. You know, I look at 11 personnel. I think you're the perfect tight end for there. We, I always refer to you as a meat and potatoes guy, but you can go down the seam and make the catch, and it allows Kyler uh, to obviously go through his, his reads. And then 12 personnel, I think that was the second uh, base offense you guys had last year. What's it like when you got double tight ends out there or the fact that when they go 11 personnel, you have an option to make that catch down the seam? You know, it's uh – it's one of those things, whatever they're asking us to do again, I'll say. So it's it's obviously nice to get out there in the pass game and try to make plays and 
being out there trying to help the team win. But ultimately, I know my job. I know my role with this team. So I'm going to do my job. And when my number's called upon, I'm going to do my best to make the plays. Now, when it comes to the offense, uh, you know, Cliff's been here three years. Now, when you look at the offense, how much further are you guys along than you were a year ago? Now you're going to have preseason games. You had a, quote, normal offseason for the most part. How much better is this team on paper? You know, I think uh, I think we'll find out for sure on Friday. I mean, it's hard to judge it because obviously we're just doing practices, and uh, I think you get the true feel of it when you get to games. But I think it all starts with uh, number one over there taking control of the offense, and uh, I think it's really shown this year. I know a lot of us have talked about of how much of a leader he's being and how fun he is out there. And I think when I have a quarterback that's out there having fun, making plays, it really helps the team rally behind it. And uh, we're excited to go that with this this year. And uh, we're all in with K1. We all believe in them. And uh, we're excited to see where the season goes. Speaking of Kyler Murray, Max, as we're joined by Cardinals tight end Max Williams here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report, there was a moment during the red and white practice on Saturday the connection was not there from Kyler Murray to you guys misfired, but you came right back to it later on in practice during 11 on 11. And I think it's that play that can really open things up this offense is that is the tight end, whether it's you or someone else down the middle. Are we seeing that more around the league just because everyone wants to spread out and all of a sudden that middle becomes a little bit more open? You know, I think it's just building chemistry and getting opportunities. And uh, obviously you say around the lead, I think one of the best at running those kind of routes is uh, Mark Andrews in Baltimore. I think he's really shown that what he can do across the middle. And obviously you got the guys like Kittle, Kelsey, Gronk that have been doing it for how long. And uh, it's really kind of just seizing the opportunity. Like you guys said, everyone likes spraying it out so much. It does give that tight end the freedom to try to make plays down the middle. And it's all about building that chemistry and getting that trust with K1 back there to know that we're going to be out there making plays when we have the opportunity to. Talk to us about the rest of those guys in that tight ends room. We know about yourself, Darrell Daniels, but who else in that room has impressed you or has really come along so far in camp? I mean, I think everyone in that room has. Obviously, you got a cycle coming over, first time playing big time ball over here, just from where he was day one to the strides he's made. Then you got Carey coming in, and he's starting to throw his body around, really showing that he's starting to figure out the offense. Ross is that guy that's out there making plays. Obviously, you guys have seen him run. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's moving. Me and Darrell got that chemistry. We're trying to keep going. And then uh, Ian really making strides from not having preseason last year. I think he was with Indian camp. And then coming in this year. So I know he's made some good strides. So it's going to be uh, exciting to get all those guys out there on Friday and see what we can do when we're actually going against an opponent. Yeah, I've been really impressed by Ross Travis, number 48, Bergang, if you've been able to get out here to State Farm Stadium and Cardinals training camp powered by Cox. But another opportunity coming up on Friday when the Dallas Cowboys come here to State Farm Stadium. You brought up Sykovitz. Uh, excuse me, Psycho. But Bernhard Sykovitz, uh, officially part of the league's international player pathway program. How is his adjustment and uh, how have you guys been able to maybe uh, indoctrinate him in the uh, in the U.S. and the American culture? You know, I've been very impressed on just how well he picked up the offense and terminology and how much he understands what football is. Obviously, he was coming over from, was it Austria? So he's never played that big-time football, so it's going to be him learning what it's like to be out there at the NFL speed. But mentally, it's just been, it's been impressive of what he's done. And for the United States stuff, we're talking first, first time we get, we're going to watch Talladega Nights with him. He has never seen it. <laughs> So we've been in uh, tight end meetings quoting a lot of Ricky Bobby and Talladega Knights just to get them ready to show them what it's all about. All right. You've been in the league long enough. Don't know how much you're going to play in these uh, preseason games. Obviously, you like to, you know, 
get on the timing with Kyler, but what's your advice to some of these young guys? First preseason game, lights are bright, um, and we know that when you're thinking you can't react, what, what would be your advice to some of these younger guys? I, all I can speak for is what we talk about in the tight end room, and I, I keep telling them every day, it's like it's, it's a tryout no matter what it is. There's going to be 32 teams watching this film, so it doesn't matter what's going on with our team or any other team. You put good film out there, someone's going to want you to play for them. And that's why I'm telling all my rookies and young guys, it doesn't matter if it's special teams, if it's offense, go out there and make yourself known. Have an impact, play fast, and good things will come with it. You're the leader in that tight ends room, but when you were a rookie, flashback, who did you lean on? Who did you learn from that you have taken something now to where, all right, I'm going to pass it along to someone else? You know, when I was uh, first drafted in Baltimore, we actually had a pretty young room. I think uh, Crockett Gilmore was in his second year. Me and Nick Boyle were rookies, and then Dennis Pitt was the oldest guy, and he was just coming off his hip. So really it was one of those rooms we got together and looked. We were like, hey, we got something to prove. We're a young crew. So we kind of looked at all the other older guys in the offense with like Steve Smith Sr., Flacco, and all those guys that have been around, been Super Bowl playoffs, and really learned what it meant to work hard and uh, really step up, do your job, do what's asked for you. And when you're tired, that's when you have to make a play. So that's what I kind of brought to here when I'm in that room out the tight ends is, hey, we might get tired. We might not be doing something we want, but we're going to do our job the best of our ability, and we're going to have fun doing it. Max, we talk about 11 towards 12 personnel. You're an extension from the offensive line. We know going out and getting Rodney Hudson and, and obviously, you know, the way Josh Jones is playing and Calvin Beecham and Pugh and, and Hump. Talk about that unit because on paper, I mean, this unit could be special, and I know they want to run the ball, play action, but what do you think of the offensive line as a whole? I mean, I, I don't think you have anything to complain about when you look at our offensive line. Even if you're saying the guys that aren't repping right now, I think we have so much depth this year, so much opportunity to really do something special. And, I mean, you guys see it when you guys come around. Teams see it, practices. All the fans see how well the old line gets along. I mean, that's one big crew that's always in a good mood. They're never complaining. They show up every day. They work. They have fun. And they're always smiling. Along the same lines with the offensive line and the tight end as far as Chase Edmonds and James Conner and how much of a uh, how much we might see a little bit more running the rushing attack because the theme this offseason from general manager Steve Kime was leadership and get more physical. So how much do you think we might see Conner and Edmonds uh, and, and just the entire offense kind of using that running game more? You know, I think we're just going to take it day by day. I mean, I think it's hard to predict. I can't speak for coach. Obviously, I'm not the one calling the plays. But I know that whole room. I know everyone's preparing for whatever we can do to win. I think that's going to be the biggest thing this year is we have to win those games that are close. So I don't know if that's getting the ball more spread out, more not as much. It's We're going to do whatever coach believes is the best way to win. We're going to buy in fully, go behind our leader in K1, and we're going to go out there and do our job. We talked about Steve Hyden. You know, we talk about Cougs and, you know, James Sexton, the running backs coach, and he also have Jim Dre. I mean, how much uh, do you get a coaching from a guy like Steve Hyden? Well, it's great having Steve in the room. Obviously, a uh, Minnesota guy got in close with him, but he's also a coach that was a player for a long time in this league. So he understands what it's like to be out there. So he's never asking us something that he knows won't work. He's out there from his experience coaching us on what he did to have such a successful career. And uh, we've really bought into that. And me personally, I can say Steve's really helped truly shape my career for what I'm doing on the line of scrimmage. And uh, that's been from day one. He said, hey, you guys buy into what I'm saying. It works. I've done it. And that's, uh, that's really what we've done. So having him in the room, just him, 
having that experience, being a mentor to all of us has been unbelievably great. Speaking with Cardinals tight end Max Williams here on the Cardinals Red Sea Reports, let's kind of look at what you've seen from the other side of the ball, specifically at inside linebackers, David Collins, Isaiah Simmons, those guys that are going to be asked to cover the opposing tight end a lot of the time this season. What have you, what's the first impression of Zavin and then a full offseason under Simmons' belt on how much he's improved from year one to year two? I mean, yeah, Zavin obviously is uh, getting called upon to have a big role, obviously, being that first-round pick, being in the middle there. And from what I've seen and what we've watched, I mean, he, they both have really stepped up their game and elevated. They know what's at stake for us this season. They know what's going to be asked of them, and they're really seizing the opportunity. It shows they both worked well. Isaiah showed he worked very hard this offseason. He came back ready to play, and they do have great leadership. Obviously, Jordan's been in the league a long time, so he's over there. They got a great mentor in Jordan, who's truly been a great star in this league as well. So they do have that guy to look to, you know, and they have that advice, and they're really starting to mesh over there. Max, always good to talk with you. Best of luck this entire season, and uh, have some fun on Friday. Thanks, guys, for having me. Looking uh, looking forward to Friday. Appreciate it. Cardinals tight end Max Williams. Yes, the preseason opener coming up on Friday. The Cardinals host the Dallas Cowboys here at State Farm Stadium. We continue here. We have reached halftime. We'll continue. This is the Cardinals Red Sea Report right here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. over the middle, caught by Sims at the 45 and dumped immediately by Murphy. Job right there, Byron Murphy in bad cover. Byron Murphy really growing. Throws it. End zone near side. Broken up by Murphy. Was there against Taylor. Byron Murphy, one-on-one in the back of the end zone. Made a play on the ball. Here it is. Fourth and five for the Niners on the 16 of the Cardinals. Garoppolo to pass. Throws to the right side. Incomplete. Murphy steps in front of the receiver and knocks the ball down. The Cardinals Cardinals take over on downs with 33 seconds to go. Byron Murphy makes a play on the pig. Oh, that is big time. What a play by Byron Murphy. Had a couple of game-winning passes defense last season. Talking about Byron Murphy, the longest tenured Arizona Cardinal cornerback. There are nine in the room, and Murphy entering year three with the Arizona Cardinals. And we'll go back to January 9th. Defensive coordinator Vance Joseph asked about the cornerbacks. Quote, it starts with Murphy. As we welcome you back here to the Cardinals Red Sea Report, Craig Riolu, Mike Jarecki, and Kyle Vandenbosch talking about that back line of the defense. Cornerback and Byron Murphy in there with Robert Alford, Malcolm Butler. Those are your top three, MJ. And then there's, I guess, a bit of a question mark. Marco Wilson has flashed here in training camp. you got a couple of veterans in Darquez Denard and Daryl Worley. Tay Gowan, the other cornerback selected in the draft back in April. So there is a great deal of numbers you just want about as far as experience and guys who are capable of playing on Sundays. Yeah, and you know, a lot of teams run 11 personnel, three wide, one tight, one back about 67 to 70% of the time. But what happens when teams come out with two wide receivers and two tight ends? I got to think it's going to be Byron Murphy and Malcolm Butler and Robert Alford would be your more nickel and dime guy. Yeah, and Coach Joseph, Kyle, has made that clear that Byron Murphy is going to be on the field. It's either going to be an outside corner or inside when you've got multiple wide receivers. And I think just one shows the versatility of Murphy and then just how far he's come. Because remember, as a rookie, week one, 
you know, there's no Patrick Peterson. Uh, Robert Alford's hurt, and then all of a sudden it's Murphy as your number one cornerback just fresh out of college. Yeah, and it's not only the team's confidence in him. You can see the way he carries himself at practice. Um, he, he's developed confidence in a hurry. Um, I don't know. Just watching him, I don't know if there's a player that has more fun out there at practice with the music going and dancing and hopping around out on the field. And, you know, that type of energy is infectious. And, um, you know, you, and it's not just that. You can see him um, – with his coverage skills and with a grasp of this defense, he's he's really turned into a, a, an elite type of player. When you you look at the um, you know the cornerback position, you know I think Marco Wilson he's getting a lot of chances to play on special teams. Gunner, we know about the speed there. Do they keep five? Because I, I think you you know Tay Gowan to me we're going to have to see something in the preseason. But Darka is Denard. He can play inside and outside. He's got his hands on a few footballs. So the top four guys do have experience, but you like to get that athleticism from a guy like Marco Wilson. So do they keep five corners and four safeties? Do they keep ten back there? five and five and clearly they all won't be active on game day no and of course you got to be able to play on special teams as well we've seen murphy do that a handful of times whether that's back to return punts or in the other uh, special teams areas but uh, kyle you brought up murphy's confidence and there is that fine line between confidence and just having a big head and, and thinking more of yourself but you walk that fine line some players do but with murphy I, you know there is a, a belief not only in himself but just in his ability, and I think that's what we see on the field is it just kind of carries over from what he thinks to what he's actually showing on the football field. Yeah, that, you're, you're exactly right. Um, and he has a type of um, confidence that's contagious, especially for the players around him. And, you know, you can you can earn that type of confidence with, I mean, with the receivers you go against in practice every day. We're talking about um, a potentially elite group of, uh, of wide receivers, and um, he's he's doing a good job and holding his own in practice. He has the ability to play, as we mentioned, either inside or outside, and I loved his response. He was a guest recently on the Big Red Rage, Ron Wolfley asking Byron Murphy where he would like to be if given the choice on that defense. Do you have a preference as to where you'd like to play, inside or out? Uh, my thing is put me wherever the best receiver is. I don't care if it's inside or outside. I'm just trying to go out there and compete. I could play wherever. I could see a big difference, bigger steps in my game, you know, seeing routes, seeing combinations more quicker and faster and get to, you know, letting my linebacker know, hey, you got to scoot over top, I'm going to go low because I know a crossing route or mesh route is coming. So I'm glad I got to experience that many plays in my rookie year. You know, year two still, same thing. I'm so thankful I was able to, you know, go out there and play that many snaps because now, you know, I'm seeing things clear. I can help out the guys, you know. All right, Kyle, week one. A.J. Brown, Julio Jones. Is that the assignment? Yeah, I, I, I don't know how you defend that, quite honestly. I mean, it, uh, you've got a – on top of that, you're trying to load up the box against the, one of the best running ta- attacks and running backs in the league. Um, you know, I, I'm assuming you're going to have to go a healthy dose of, of one-on-one versus either one or both of those receivers um, so that you're not getting killed in the run game. Um, so, you know, we're going to find out real quick where we stand coverage-wise with, with 
this defensive backfield and, and how they're going to hold up against some of the best in the game. Well, the wild card in that room is Robert Alford. We know he has the talent. It's just the inability to be healthy. Now, two seasons in a row, he hasn't made it to week one, and I've joked that maybe it's just time to put him in bubble wrap and we don't need to see him in any preseason game or even in practice. But I'll say this, Kyle, he does look very good in training camp. This is the third year in a row in which he has been, if not the best, one of the best defensive players in the secondary. And that's good to see. Um, you know, personally, being a player that's uh, struggled with injuries and oftentimes in their back-to-back seasons, um, for him to be able to bounce back and look as good as he looks and have the ability, uh, the potential um, to return to his old form, um, you know, that's just a huge plus for the Cardinals to have the options that they have on the outside. Um, because if he's, if he can get into the season and play the way um, we all see him playing and the way we expect him to play, um, it really opens things up for this defense. Now, it's one thing for us on the sidelines to notice Robert Alford. What about his teammates? DeAndre Hopkins asked about what he goes up against each and every day with Alford on the other side. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, I think guys like going up against me also just because they know they have to, you know, strap up. You know, Rob is obviously somebody that, that I knew before I got into the NFL. Him and I trained together for the combine. So Rob and I go back, and, and Rob know how I am. I know how Rob is, and we're just trying to get each other better out there. It's, it's not personal. Watching Alford on the practice field, MJ, every single rep is like the most important play that particular day and as he practices let's hope that's how he plays we haven't seen it but just knowing his background what he did before arriving with the Cardinals that's who he is I mean he's going to give 100% Monday through Friday getting in or I should say Monday through Saturday getting ready for the game and then of course on Sunday I think we can make the case when you look at Malcolm Butler Byron Murphy and then you throw in a guy like Alford physicality they're going to press at the line of scrimmage all three like to tackle and that has hasn't been the case the last couple of years so if teams want to go 11 personnel you, you utilize your skill set with those three cornerbacks uh, but really the run game attacking the edge and physicality at the at the line of scrimmage you, you're not going to see guys get off press coverage initially like you maybe see on the couple last couple of years and that's something that defensive coordinator Vance Joseph brought up when he addressed the media asked about the corners Kyle was the tackling ability and there are some corners out there number one corners that just don't like to tackle yet According to Coach Joseph, the corners they have on the roster right now are not afraid of getting their nose bent a little bit. No, that's huge. It's huge because, uh, you know, coordinators will find a way to attack a players that don't want to tackle, and they will get to the edge. And when you have corners that are going to step up and at least um, take on a blocker and send it back, it shrinks the field. Um, you know, when when you have corners that are, you know, seem to find a backpedal when the run's coming their way or, or take these mysterious angles uh, to try to tackle the ball carrier, um, all of a sudden the field, you know, they're using every blade of grass on that field that they can, the offense is. But if you can shrink it to even, you know, keep the run game between the hashes, then you have an opportunity to get everybody else involved and and it really helps your defense out. Well, it's not even just that, but on a catch, okay, it's a five-yard gain, but that's it. There's no yards after the catch. I mean, you're coverage but maybe it's just a better throw but 
you're not afraid to stop the guy and all of a sudden that five-yard gain turns into 15, 20, 25 yards and you're looking in your back. Yeah, especially on third and eight. You know, a lot of teams will hit that five-yard route and expect that receiver to get the first down. But if, if you have good tacklers, guys that aren't afraid to throw and guys that are able to bring that receiver down, that's, that's huge because, um, you know, it's a lot harder for the quarterback with your coverages to, you know, pick up those third and longs. It's, it's a lot easier to throw that check down if you have a good receiver that can make a defender miss and, and get that first down. I know it's going to be dictated on opponent, you know, facing a different offense or defense, but do you think this defense is more built for man-to-man press or it's sometimes they're going to have to play a zone? I think they're built for man-to-man, um, quite honestly. Um, you know, again, with with the ability, especially the guys on the outside, to be physical, to disrupt routes, um, because when you have potentially the type of pass rush that this defense is going to have, the quarterback doesn't have all day. He doesn't have time um, for the receiver to break open off of that man-to-man press. So if you can get physical, if you can jam a guy at the line of scrimmage, uh, mess up their timing, um, hopefully the pass rush will get home. Um, before that receiver has an opportunity to get any sort of separation. One other note on the cornerback position, MJ. We've talked about Wilson and how well he's played. And then there is that, you know, he is a day three pick, but coming out of the SEC and Florida, the, the confidence because he's matched up against elite receivers on Saturdays, so he might be a little bit better prepared for Sundays. And I like the way the Cardinals do some of their drills. I mean, yes, you want to have 11 on 11 first versus first, but in some of their drills, he's been covering DeAndre Hopkins and at at certain times, A.J. Green. That's only going to get you better preparing for these preseason games coming up. Bird Gang, the Dave Pash podcast premieres Wednesday with special guest Kurt Warner. Follow along via your preferred podcast provider. Trailer is available now. Get the latest updates via Twitter at PashPod. Well, we previewed it, the preseason opener. What do we want to see come Friday? We'll get into that next here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. With the 16th pick, the Arizona Cardinals select Zavin Collins, linebacker, Tulsa. You better handle number 23, Zavin Collins. That dude's an animal. 6'3", 260, linebacker, one of the best linebackers in all of college football. What I liked about him was everything. Size, uh, football acumen, instincts, coverability. Uh, This guy's got rare and unusual movement skills for a guy who's only 6'5", 265 pounds. I only dreamed of Arizona and, and being in that organization with that community, with everything there. It was something that I dreamed of, and uh, we accomplished that. Thinking about the preseason opener coming up on Friday here at State Farm Stadium, the Dallas Cowboys in town. 7 p.m. is the kickoff. 3.30 p.m. pregame coverage begins on the Arizona Cardinals radio network. For me, gentlemen, it is very easy what I want to see, and that would be Zayvon Collins. Not just because, Kyle, he's the first-round draft pick, he's the new piece, he's the new toy. No, he's your quarterback of the defense. He's making the calls, or at least being that middleman between Vance Joseph to the players and it is a huge responsibility you know more than either one of us but I think the more we see Zayvon Collins in the preseason the better this team will be come the regular season yeah I I agree with you I'm excited curious um, just anticipating um, what it's going to look like with him out there and um, I've been on teams before where we've drafted a Mike Backer and he we put him in as a starter but 
we would have our will linebacker call the defense. We would have the will linebacker, you know, call the huddle, would call the strength, and just to take some off of his plate. Um, but they're just giving it all to him. And they're, you know, I can't imagine, you know, again, looking back to my rookie year and you're in a huddle with guys that you used to watch on Sundays, going against guys you used to watch on Sundays. And it's just, you know, my head is spinning and it's a bit overwhelming. And this kid seems to be – able to take it all in stride and seems ready for this moment you know billy davis was on doug and wolf this morning on um and he mentioned that you know sometimes you want to stack back-to-back days you know where you're productive but also the details talk about the details what they're with the both him and simmons are facing against you know cowboys offense yeah i mean there's just so much um you know where you are when the ball is snapped is not where you need to be on your first step and then your third step needs to be another direction it's just all about your keys it's about adjustments I mean a a lot of these teams in the NFL um, especially when they know you have two young inside linebackers is they're just going to try to confuse you with the looks with the alignments with the shifts with the motions and and that's the type of stuff hopefully he sees in the preseason now saying that you know a lot of team a lot of offenses especially they don't care about you know, beating the Cardinals in the preseason, and they are going to try to keep it vanilla. Um, but hopefully, he gets a little dose of that, gets some, gets some motion, gets some different looks, and um, you know, I, I think I think he'll be fine. No, we talked a lot about Zayvon Collins. Let's hear from the Cardinals' first-round draft pick. Guys in this locker room are great. You know, of course, being the young guy on the team, guys have been on me before. Guys have come up to me, yelled at me, done stuff like that because they have a passion for the game. I have a passion for a game as well. Um, I have no experience right now, but pretty soon it's it's do or die. You have to do it. And those guys are pushing me every day to be in that position. So it's a very friendly environment, and it does make a difference whenever you're close to your team. There is going to be a learning curve, Kyle, and there are going to be mistakes made, a lot of mistakes. Just don't make the same mistake twice. But what I've noticed, and I don't know if this is just to get reps, but we're seeing a lot of three inside linebackers on the field with Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, and Jordan Hicks. And you wonder if that's by design because of the opponents that they might face or also with Hicks as the veteran, maybe he could help both young players, Collins and Simmons, along a little bit. It's got him by the hand. Yeah, it's 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 a little of both. And it's also, you know, it's what good coordinators do. Um, you take advantage of your personnel. And if Jordan Hicks is having a good camp, it'd be unfortunate if he you could use him on the field and use his veteran leadership, like you said, but also use his playmaking ability. And we've seen that in the past. Um, so, you know, you, wanna, you want your players on the field. You want your difference makers on the field. And the more difference makers that the Cardinals can have on the field at one time, the better off they're going to be. Anything else, MJ, you're looking forward to seeing Friday, I mean, whether it's offense, defense, or, or even special teams as far as what might happen in the return game? I'm always curious about new guys and then the rookie class. You know, We'll see how many make the roster. But getting back to Collins, he can't go 100 miles an hour, right? He's got to be 75 or 80, otherwise you're over-pursuing. Yeah, I, I mean, especially inside backers usually, but um, it, it just depends what they're asking of him. I mean, if, uh, you know, some 3-4 type defenses, look, your big guys are your space eaters and your linebackers get to go wherever they want, whether it's over pursue or not, um, like Ray Lewis used to do. I mean, he, he was clean a lot of plays, um, but he could flow and, and read plays and diagnose. Um, but, you know, I don't see that that's the way that this defense is, is uh, built, you know, because you have playmakers up front and you have other guys that have the ability to make those plays as well. So, um, you know, it, it, it's just a matter of what they're asking him to do. 
And I'll be actually interested to see, and maybe it's not so much on Friday, but as the preseason progresses, where does Simmons go? You know, he's going to start as an inside linebacker, but then from there, depending on what the offense shows, is he moving into coverage? Is he dropping back? Is he moving forward as a blitz? Because I think that is something that we were all anticipating a year ago, and that was kind of poo-pooed a little bit, but we did see Simmons in a number of different positions last year. I think he's going to have four or five different positions and you talked about getting the three inside linebackers on the field together. That allows Chandler Jones to be on the outside and Isaiah Simmons on the other side rotating with either Kennard or Marcus Golden. Offensively, I don't know how much we'll see of DeAndre Hopkins. Probably not any of A.J. Green. Rondell Moore returned to practice today. Certainly love to see him catch a few balls or at least catch a few punts or even kickoffs. Yeah, I'll say this. This is a big, uh, you know, three games for guys like Andy Isabella and Keyshawn Johnson and some of these undrafted free agents, you know, guys like JoJo Ward, who was on the practice squad last year. So golden opportunities. You know, A.J. Green hasn't returned to practice, so it's nice to see this because Isabella has flashed. Keyshawn Johnson is now playing more on special teams as a gunner, and you told me he asked for more reps today, which is a good thing. So he knows if you're going to be that fifth receiver, you have to play on teams and the running back position chase edmonds james connor but who is that third running back maybe do they keep four jonathan ward Edo benjamin certainly have looked good and this is what the preseason is about kyle right you you're evaluating who can be your depth it's not so yeah. much about the starters it's the guys that you might be called upon to play week six week 15 no you're exactly right i mean i you know with most teams there's 40 some players that you know already made the team prior to training camp it's those back half of the guys the back part of the lineup uh the back part of the roster i'm sorry um that are really going to make the difference in in wins and losses because you know so many games in this league come down to just that one or two plays and and you're going to lean on these players either for depth or for special teams play um and so you need to find those players that really really shore up the back end of your roster it's Friday night, State Farm Stadium. The Cardinals host the Dallas Cowboys. The preseason opener for the Cardinals. The Cowboys played in the Hall of Fame game, so we'll see maybe how much some of those Cowboys starters play because it's their second preseason game. But again, 7 p.m., 3.30. The pregame coverage begins on the Arizona Cardinals radio network. And then in one week's time, we'll talk about what we saw on Friday nights. Next Tuesday, year-round, the Cardinals Red Sea Report, 11 a.m. Special thanks to Jim Omohundro, Jeff Darge. For Kyle Vandenbosch, Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Riolu. This has been the Cardinals Red Sea Report on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. You've been listening to the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Kirk, he got it! He's in! Touchdown! Buda Baker with the sack, stripped the ball. Murray's going to score! Touchdown! Oh, baby! The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by the Arizona Cardinals mobile app. Visit azcardinals.com slash app. Touchdown! Cardinals win! This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club. Oh.